Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Daphne. And I'm Ilaria. And today we have one badass mama joining us. She is none other than UFC fighting champ Michelle Watterson. That's right, Michelle is the former Invicta FC Adam Weight champ. I have no idea what I just said, but it sounds really intense and cool. And she was ranked the number one women's Adam Weight fighter in the world between 2013 and 2014. And she's like super inspiring and super like focused. You are going to laugh. You're going to cry a little bit. You're going to be super inspired. Michelle Watterson is here to to give us a little... I feel like she was training us. Right. Mentally, emotionally, it was really... Well, you're going to hear. It is such a fascinating conversation around what it means to push yourself physically, what it means to be a mom as an athlete, how we all, those of us who are not athletes, but our moms who you know push ourselves every day. And she makes you feel like that. an athlete though, she right? She does. Right, she po- I feel Daphne, inspired. If you're, if, you're, if you're a mom, you're an athlete. So right. like you just, you're like, yes. And then you're like, feel, you know, like after you watch the Karate Kid, you feel like you can actually do karate. You can go break a board. Like yes. you go out there, you're like, I got this. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> and, then you, and then you punch a wall and you're like, my hand hurts. Well, what, that's you how know, you're going to feel. That's another thing you'll hear from Michelle on is what to do when you punch the wall and your hand breaks. And, you know, you got to pick yourself up and pick the pieces back up. Her mom has some good advice for you and, and for us, <laughs> which you're going to love. I might have to get it like printed on a shirt. All right, you guys, without further ado, this is Michelle Watterson, a.k.a. the Karate Hattie. Mom boy. going on guys it's michelle waterson um a lot of people know me as the karate hottie um and i am a professional fighter for the ufc and a mother of one beautiful daughter and where can we follow you uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram everything across the board at karate hottie mma talk to us a little bit about your background give us like a little bit of framework of how you got started what made you want to go into this very extreme profession? Yeah, what did you love about MMA? It all kind of happened really organically. I So I'm a middle child. I have an older brother and a younger sister. Stop there. I'm a middle child, so I had to get good at fighting. <laughs> fighting on both sides. Yeah, usually as the middle child, I think you're kind of the mediator, you know, um, or at least that's how it was for my family. I was always the mediator between my siblings and between my parents. Like, you know, anytime there was an argument, I was always the one that tried to, you know, mend things um and even uh, like even when I got into martial arts I saw my old, older brother and I just I wanted nothing more than to be like him and to impress him so naturally when he was um into you know Ninja Turtles and Mortal Kombat and Power Rangers so was I because I wanted to be cool like him you know our parents really couldn't afford to put us in in sports because it's kind of expensive I always wanted to do gymnastics, but we couldn't afford it. So my parents would take me to like the one week free. And then we'd just like hop to all the different gymnastics in town. And then that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so, Industrious, though. That's good. I mean, right? 
You know, they gave you that experience. That's incredible. You get a little sample. You get the free sample. (laughs) But uh, this martial arts studio was um, at the local church. It was walking distance and it was something that my parents could afford to put all three of us kids. So we got into martial arts and it completely took over our lives. We fell in love with it. Um, uh, and I think naturally we took to it because my dad is from a military background and we, I think we um, enjoyed the honor and loyalty and, and respect aspect of martial arts. And mm-hmm. I, it just came into my life at a point when I needed help finding my voice. And martial arts is what gave me my voice. Um, and initially, when I got into martial arts, it was more of the artistic part of it. I, I loved doing the forms and the katas and um, performing. But um, you, there, there is also the more combative side of it. And um, I think once you get into it, you realize whether or not it is or is not for you. Like the first time you get punched really hard, um, it's it it enacts your fight or flight instincts and um, everybody has one or the other. And so I remember having, when you, when you're, when you're in karate and you're doing point sparring, you, you don't spar based upon weight or anything like that. It's based upon your belt. So I was always the smallest one there and I was fighting these, you know, gigantic girls, but we all had the same belt. So that's who I had to go against. And, I remember just kind of being super scared and then looking across from me and this girl was probably like two feet taller than me and the ref goes fight and um, we we clash and she pushes me back into the um, scoreboard table and everything goes crashing and the whole crowd was like, ooh. Um, <laughs> and point sparring isn't supposed to be like, heavy contact it's just touch you know it's it's like kind of like tag but she nailed me right in the face and my nose started trickling blood and everybody kind of just like withholding their breath kind of like what you do when your kiddo falls and you don't you don't want to freak out and I just remember wiping the blood from my face looking at it and just being so fueled and wanting to get back I wasn't scared I wasn't sad I wasn't upset I was I wanted payback you know so I wanted to get back in there and that's when I realized I have fight in me like I am not a flight person I have fight in me and I went back to win the to win the match and um, that just kind of followed for for the rest of my career so cut to when I become a young adult um, and I think that you know my path into adulthood is going into college, you know, marrying my high school sweetheart, uh, getting a a white picket fence, having a couple kiddos. And that's just not how it panned out. Um, College was not for me. And um, I I found myself really lost because I didn't have uh, martial arts in my life. And so I I took a semester off of college. I went to Thailand with my mother because we were visiting family. My grandmother was six. So we went to go visit her. And um, I was like, hey, we're in Thailand. Why not, you know, train in the motherland where, where Muay Thai was created? And so I, I jumped into Muay Thai and it reignited a passion that I had lost. And it um, opened my eyes to a different path that I could take um, that was definitely unorthodox. It wasn't um, the ideal dream that I had thought, but it was what made me happy. So mm-hmm. I came back, I dropped out of college and I pursued uh, professional fighting. Wow. 
And so you started what age? Um, j- even even just the like most simple martial arts classes. Ten years old. So I have um, not not to say that that boys tend to be more violent than rowdy. Girls, but <laughs> rowdy. Ra- let's use the word about rowdy. But I have um, I have five boys or four boys. Four Holy boys, moly. one girl. Four boys, one girl. And I do notice that they like just like they just like, beat each other. Mm-hmm. And something somebody told me was that actually putting them in. Um, martial arts or other kinds of sort of the the fight sports. I'm sure that there's a better word. Combat, for to, combat sport. Com- combat sports. To put them into combat sport actually teaches them when to use it, when not to use it, and sort of the rules. Is that something that you would agree with? or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I honestly um, am a huge believer that everybody should do martial arts in, in one form or another, because it teaches you so much about how to humble yourself. It teaches you about respect and loyalty and so many um, really, really important um, character traits that I think we should have as human beings. Um, if you've ever met any, you know, fighter a lot of them, they're the kindest souls and it's because they have an outlet. It's because they understand that, um, <laughs> they understand that there, there's always somebody bigger and better than you. Yeah, so right. it, uh, it is a very humbling sport when you think you're, you know, when you think you're on top of the world and when you think you're the biggest and the baddest, um, you get humbled, uh, very quickly. And I think it's important for uh, kiddos to understand that. Well, I, uh, two points out of that that I think are really worth highlighting. One is that my son does take, um, it's not karate. It's sort of like, I mean, he's five. So it's like a very, you know, uh, beginner course. Foundation. Of, 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 foundation. Yeah, foundational course. Exactly. But, and my daughter takes it with him. And I, what I found is that um, for, they get very different things out of it. And that's yeah. why it's so interesting to listen to you speak about it from a female perspective and also just from like the place where you are in your career and having been with it for, for as long as you have. For my daughter, it's she likes being the only girl in the class. I think that's interesting that not more girls are a part of it. She also likes um, she likes testing her own strength. I think it's something where it's not as readily obvious for her to to crash into things or you know do the sort of <laughs> high physical contact that boys crave. And she likes that. She actually yeah. is similarly really interested in gymnastics and and all of that. But I I I for her want the discipline. I for her want the headspace of feeling strong and empowered and and disciplined. I think that's a really valuable skill set long term. For my son, there is I see him out like practice on the lawn, you know, practicing his little block moves and like pretending oh. he's breaking boards and whatever. Yeah. And it's so funny because for him, I think long term as he gets older, there will be this feeling if he sticks with it, which I hope he will. Um and he loves it. He's recently asked me if I could sign him up for it like every day, which is so cute. Aww. But but I think that there is a feeling of I know how to channel this aggression. I know how to channel this desire to test my physical strength. I don't feel eventually I don't feel like I need to pick the fight because I know I could end it. It's not the same sort of like yeah. You, know, you you feel much more secure in that, which I think is really mm-hmm. valuable. For sure. And I'm so curious because you made a really good point, which is that there always there's always going to be someone bigger and badder. How did you handle, which I think regardless of career path people face, the first time you got knocked out? Not not like the girl who just punched you in the face, which was uh, jarring and crazy and you, you clearly came back from it. But the first time you lost, the first time you were confronted with um, with that kind of upset and disappointment and then probably had to get back in the ring and go after it again pretty quickly thereafter. Yeah, you know, I think um, I think in, in fighting just as in life, um, understanding how to deal your, with your failures is uh, is 
is hard and it's and it's important to understand how to navigate through that. I think um, growing up, you know, I had a, a really hardcore um, Asian mom who was super judgmental and at times could be really critical. And um, I understood how to deal with tough love. I understood how to deal with criticism. I always use that and um, allowed it to feel me, allow it to give me motivation. And I think that's just kind of how I, I, I took my losses. It was it was it, it did. I'm not going to lie. It put a chip on my shoulder. It, it made me eager to get back in to learn. Um, and uh, I remember having a fight and one of my coaches was wrapping my hands in the back as I was getting ready for my fight. And I had just come off a loss. And so a lot of times when you come off a loss, it's it's the same way. Right. So if you have momentum going forward, um, you, you can capitalize off that momentum. But a lot of people don't look into is the momentum of failure. It's like if you if you fail once, then how much easier it is for you to fail again. And sometimes we can get into a routine of mm-hmm. of of failing because it's what becomes uh normal to us and it's just what we become accustomed to. And mm-hmm. it's a scary feeling to to feel like failure is a is a part of your routine. And I didn't I didn't want to fail again. And so I was super nervous. And, and going into competition with those type of, of, of thoughts is, is very, can be very damaging and, and very dangerous. And I think he could sense it in my, in my body language, in my, in my aura, in my energy, uh, <laughs> probably in my face. And, um, he goes, Michelle, um, just go out there and have fun. He said, people only remember your last fight. So make this fight count, you know? So it was kind of like, this is your opportunity to erase what happened, you know? Um, and so, I, you know, I took that as a new opportunity, a new chance. This is my chance to erase my last fight, you know, because when I, if I win this one, that's all they're going to be talking about. They're not mm-hmm. going to be talking about my last fight. Um, and so I was just like, you're right. Ed. And I, I think that so much, so many of us carry our failures with us as if we have to wear it as a badge, as a badge. And obviously it is something, it was a chapter of our lives or or, or or moment in our lives but that's exactly what it is 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 a moment and it isn't something that defines you it is something that has happened to you but you don't have to carry it with you as if you know it's like the scarlet letter and it's something that 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 haunts you you can take it and use it as something that propels you forward and how, how do you do that how do you get into that mental state of just like shaking it off you know what I mean like it, it's one thing to say it it's another thing to like go out there and do it yeah, absolutely. Um, with courage, you know, I think that's the, the most important thing is like, you know, when when you understand the stakes of it um, and you allow the, the pressure to to succumb over you, then then you're not able to get in the zone. You're not able to do the things that you love to do and, and, and to go out there and, and to have fun and enjoy yourself and actually be in the zone. And so you have to face your fears. And I, and I think the only way to do that is, is to, to get out there. And even as scared as you are to, to, to face your fears and, and, and to just do it. <laughs> what's your, what's your training? Like when I'm out of camp, I probably train once or twice a day, six days a week. Um, and that includes like running technique with, uh, but when I'm in camp, it's probably anywhere between three and five times a day. Wow. Um, For how long, how long is each session? uh, It depends. Like some, sometimes the training will just be a run. So it's like a three to five mile run. That's one session, you know, and some sessions are are a lot 
longer because they're more technical and we're breaking down our opponent and we're trying to game plan. So those, you know, those sessions can run you two hours. Um, so it just really depends on the day and what we're doing, but we do, I, I probably run, you know, five times a week and then I do strength and conditioning twice a week. And then I do, um, wrestling twice a week. I do jujitsu probably three to four times a week. I have sparring session with big gloves once a week, sparring session with little MMA gloves once a week. Um, and then um, we do mid sessions with um, a coach twice a week and just filling in the gaps. Oh my here. gosh. <laughs> insane no it's 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 amazing and then and what about like how you how you have to eat i assume there's like there must be some sort of like crazy protein fueled something (laughs) the diet is probably the hardest part for me and obviously i think it's i think it's just a hard thing for anybody to tackle especially trying to navigate your ways through feeding your kids you know taking care of yourself you know you got picky kids you got a picky husband uh, and then even just finding time to prep the food that's the most important part is the preparation um and so for me the diet is is the hardest part to get dialed in because i i do have such a, a hectic lifestyle the problem that i run into a lot is just finding time to actually eat like right. if i if i don't eat then my metabolism doesn't kick up so then um i'm basically running on running on empty and then my body does the reverse of what i wanted to do and it holds on to weight because i'm it thinks i'm like in starvation mode so i probably eat I would say five times a day when I'm in camp and they're just smaller, healthier, cleaner meals. Um, I, I don't cut out any carbs. I, I, I think that the carbs are important um, for my fuel. The, the more energy I have, the harder I can push. And then it gets my metabolism rolling. And once that goes, then you're, it's just kind of like you're on the, those train tracks and, you know, there's no stopping you, but you got to go get the momentum going. I mean, just listening to like, the grueling nature of the very hard physicality of your career and reading that you found out you were pregnant while you were in presumably like a training very similar to what you just described. <laughs> I mean, get, get, Laura and I would go back and forth. Like we would get winded going upstairs. She's in excellent physical shape. I'm like getting there. But being pregnant and working out is is an interesting thing, particularly if you're someone who struggles with, you know, a first trimester or, or you know, morning sickness throughout, et cetera. So what what was it like discovering you were pregnant while being a part of this and you know having a career as an athlete? Yeah, it was it was scary. Um and so I, I, I you know all, all throughout my my career and even growing up um my my period was never regular. It was always irregular and I think like I could attribute that to being an athlete and 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 so like I, you know sometimes when, when I was a cheerleader I would like um cycle with those girls and then I would come home to you know, the group of people that I trained with in the martial arts, and then I'd cycle with those girls. And then oh, um, and, and when I started fighting and like cutting weight and stuff like that, um, there were months where I didn't get a period at all, because my body didn't feel like it needed to have a period, you know, and so I was just super irregular. Um, and I, so I was I was on the pill. And I actually think during the time I got pregnant, I was switching over from the pill to the the Nuva ring. And so in my mind, you know, I'm I'm safe, I'm protected. Uh, and I never really had a period anyway. So it was kind of it wasn't one of those things that I could gauge. Um, I would go months at a time without having a period. It wasn't anything new. But I just remember starting my training camp and trying to to lose weight and you know when you get into camp and you understand your body you kind of 
uh, it, there's a pattern, right? And so I'm like, okay, if I do this, this, and this, I'm going to lose, you know, two pounds a week. And then you kind of calculate it through there. And I was doing everything, you know, my diet was on point. I was, you know, making sure I was getting good recovery. I was training super hard, at getting my cardio in, and I could not lose any weight for the life of me. And I was super tired. My boobs were super tender. And I didn't know why. And I remember going on, a, <laughs> I, I was going on this three mile run, and, which is like, it should be a cruise, right? And it, like, I literally had to like run like this because it hurt so bad. And I was running so slow. And I had to go pee like every 10 minutes. And I didn't know what's going on. I was just so confused. <laughs> Something's up. My oh, body is you. jacked up. So, um, and oh, another thing, and I, I don't know, like, I didn't know I was pregnant. So my husband and I, we went out for drinks and I, and I usually like, I can handle my alcohol, you know? And I remember like having one margarita and just feeling like, like I had been drinking all night and I woke up the next day and I was like throwing like the smell, like, uh, my husband, I went out to clean up the dog poop and just the, the slight smell oh, yeah. of the dog poop made me start throwing up. So here I am thinking I had one margarita last night. Why am I so hungover? <laughs> I'm like throwing up. And it was uh, it, finally I was like, something's up. I think I need to take a pregnancy test. And I took I told my husband, he's like, babe. You do this every month. You know you're not pregnant. You know, you've been training. You're on birth control. We're fine. Like, you're fine. You, you just are always freaking out because you, because your period's irregular and this and that. And I said, but I just, like, I, I had, like, one of those cheap dollar store pregnancy tests. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so a plus means that you're, you're pregnant and a negative means you're not pregnant. So I peed on this thing and it wasn't a plus or a negative. It was just a vertical line. Uh. So, so I was like, oh my God. I called my husband. I said, babe, I need you to buy a test that says, yes, you are pregnant or no, you're not. <laughs> I need clarity right now. <laughs> and he was just like, babe, like, I, I swear you do this every month. It's such a waste of money that we're blah, 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 blah. I said, just do it. Just do it. So he comes home and I have this test and I go pee on it and I set the strip down on the table and I'm like so anxious, just waiting and I'm shaking. And my husband's like, I don't know why you always do this to yourself. You freak out for no reason. He grabs my shoulder and looks over and he sees that it says you are pregnant. And he's like, oh, <laughs> and you were like I was right like I told you so <laughs> exactly I turned around and I started bawling crying and I said I told you I told you and then him and I just sat like that's crazy so then how did, did your training obviously your training probably had to change yeah well see I was I, like I said I was training for a fight so I was sparring I was taking hits I was actually doing stunt work as well for a movie where I was like getting like you know getting ratcheted like up in the air and hitting the ground like doing all these things so honestly my baby you know she's she's a miracle baby but um I stopped training. I was like, um, okay, well, I'm pregnant. So for me, it kind of was like an excuse just to be normal for a little bit, you Take know? Take a minute. Yeah. yeah. And I, and, um, and it, it, I think subconsciously too, it was like, um, I was scared that I was going to lose sight of who I was and, and, and my career. I, I wasn't sure if I was 
what was going to happen. I mean, it was it was is already like very like controversial for females to be in a com- combat sport. It, you know, it was just there. The girls in, in, in MMA were very few and far between. And so me getting pregnant was kind of like, did I just give up my career? And so um, instead of training, I was like, oh, I'm eating for two. I was probably eating for three or four. And then, <laughs> and then I just I, I, I probably was more depressed. You know, I loved being pregnant and I loved being able to have a connection with my daughter before anybody else. And I thought there was so many cool things about being pregnant and about the female body. But on, on the other end of the spectrum, I, I was scared and I was losing a part of myself. And I thought that I was losing my career. And that there were a lot of things that I was having to give up because I was becoming a, a mom. And I, I didn't know how to deal with that, you know? How many other moms are there in your, like, immediate circle in the UFC or in, in sort of the in the field? When I was pregnant, nobody in my immediate circle. I was wow. there. There was nobody, you know? It was wow. kind of one of those things, like, okay, you get pregnant. Like, your career's done. Like, that's it, you know? And I I was even really nervous to tell my coaches. And they were the first ones that were kind of like, they, they call me peanut at the gym, you know? So they're like, peanut that's great. You're going to be a mom, like super excited. you know. (laughs) And I, I, I just didn't, I was like at the time 25. Right. So I'm thinking it's cutting into my career. It's supposed to be like the peak of my career, a fight career, super short lived. And I was like, but, but like my career, you know, and I'm like crying and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And they're like, you're so young peanut. Like you have your baby and you come back to the gym. Like, that's all it is. Like we're here for you. And like them making it that easy of a choice just kind of definitely took a huge, you know, burden off my shoulders, I would say. Did you spend the next like, you know, six months freaking out about it still? Or did you kind of like pick yourself up, take a deep breath and were like, okay, th- I'm going to do X, Y, and Z throughout my pregnancy to try to keep my strength? Or did you just say, I'm not going to do anything? <laughs> I probably did I got a combination of both of them. Honestly, like I said, I probably was more um, depressed and, and lost when I was pregnant than after I had her because I like mm-hmm. I, so, um, you know, it's not like I can continue to my to pursue my career while I'm pregnant because I can't spar this or that. So my coaches gave me a job at the front desk as a receptionist, but I was, and that's, so it's cool. Cause I was still in the, in, in the vicinity of all my friends and I could see everybody, but it was also hard for me to yeah. see all my friends getting better, coming in, getting in shape, getting fights. Then they, then they just opened up the UFC for women's division. And here I'm thinking like there, what well, there was my chance. Like I, it just right. slipped through my fingers and I'm watching everybody get fights and get better. And here I am getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> so then what happened after you had her? Like when, what, what was your process after you gave birth of getting back? You know, when I had her, um, there was, I would probably, and, and it's funny because now there was a girl in our gym who just had her baby. And I remember, um, she's the same age as I was when she was, when she found out. And I remember, you know, her telling me and me just like pulling her in and giving her a huge hug and being like, I'm so happy for you. And just like crying and just being like, this is good. Like you're, you're, you're going to be a great mom, you know? And, um, just, it coming full circle and me being able to be a mentor for her, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it was weird because I was so worried about my career and, you know, my life and this and that. And as soon as I had a it was like, I didn't care about any of that. I was so in love with her. 
Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to be with her and I just wanted to nurture her and I just wanted to be a mom. I, I didn't like my the sight of my future. Like none of that mattered at that moment. Like I just wanted to be with her and I, and I was um, content just being with her and, and, and watching her go to sleep and, you know, nursing her and um, just feeling the warmth of my new baby. Um, and so I, I probably was that way for I would say the first three or four months until I started being like maybe I like can do both um you know I think after you get over that initial hump of becoming a mother you realize that it is it is part of who we are to be mothers and, and a part of being a mother is having the ability to 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 multitask to do more than one thing and and that I could, and that I had the the strength to do it, and I had the the, the the drive to do it, and I also had the the right people behind me to do it. My husband super supportive, all my coaches really supportive, all my teammates really supportive, and so um, having having that team with me gave me the confidence to say I can be a mom and a professional fighter. Why would I let anybody else tell me any different? I feel like moms, uh, mom shaming comes up a bit on this podcast um, and how people deal with it, especially people in the public eye. Uh, I'm so curious if you felt like what what was the sort of response from other people knowing you were a mom in the ring, knowing you were a mom coming back to the sport? What was that like? There's just a lot of, you know, doubters a lot of naysayers. But, you know, I think that's something that we all deal with on an individual level in, in a mm-hmm. lot of different aspects. I think just for me getting into it in general, uh, you know, as a female, you know, as as a, my my fight name is the Karate Hottie. So, you know, <laughs> obviously, uh, there are a lot of people that are curious to see how I fight because, you know, um, when you think of a fighter, I, you know, like the typical, I, my face wouldn't be what pops up. But I, I would say back in the day when I was fighting now, you see girls from all different walks of life and, and um, coming into this arena. But um, typically people are, uh, t- would tune in to see me fight to see, you know, oh, who's this pretty girl thinking that she's getting in the ring? Um, is she, you know, I'm going to show her. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was an ugly duckling. I was a martial artist before I was a pretty girl. <laughs> So right? I kind of grew into that. Uh, um, but um, it was it, it was always like that, you know there's always going to be doubters and this and that, but you just got to get in there and, and prove them wrong. And, and, and I wouldn't say doing it to prove them wrong, but I, I fought because I love to fight. Like, and, and, and I didn't allow like those, those stigmas to, to be a, a reason for me not to do it. I just didn't. Well, you you also came back and won your first yeah. fight after yeah. giving birth at <laughs> 10 months postpartum. So you really didn't give them anything to talk about other than, wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, to go back to the postpartum discussion, it's something I know, you know, every mom on here listening um, will, will remember after giving birth that feeling of of not being strong in your skin for a while, right? Like everything feels kind of loose and it's important to be that way. It's what gives your body the ability to expand the way that it has. And all these things happen for a reason, but it can feel really hard and challenging to get strong in your skin again. And and whatever that sort of regaining your body experience looks like for people is different. But I, I imagine for someone who is used to feeling very strong in their skin, that must have been a weird feeling. Um, and, you know, what was your sort of postpartum fitness journey like? Was that 
um, you know, how did you sort of ease back into it in a way that felt gentle enough for your for your new body, but still clearly had you winning fights in 10 months, which is wild, by the way. So, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> um, you know, so I told you I, I use, you know, my pregnancy as an excuse to like, I was kind of, um, I, I probably beat up my body more than I needed to because I was like, oh, ooh, I'm pregnant. I'm eating for two. So I like just ate whatever, what I was craving and this and that until mm-hmm. I found out I had gestational diabetes. And then I oh. had, <laughs> oh, no. then I had to diet again while I was pregnant. It was oh. horrible, but I gained a lot of weight. I probably gained 50 pounds. Um, and, um, uh, I was, I, 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 I do say like, I am a pretty confident person, but you know, there, I would say there were probably a good, you know, six months where I avoided taking pictures because I didn't like the way I looked at my skin where, you know, I, I questioned if my husband still loved me the way I looked at where there were moments where I thought that he might not be as attracted to me anymore. Um, you know, all those things ran through my mind and I, I do remember somebody saying, telling me, um, well, you gotta be, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to be kind to your body and you have to understand, you know, how beautiful it is that your body is able to grow a little human inside of you. Um, and it takes, uh, it takes 10 months to grow a little human inside of you. So at least give yourself that, like cut yourself a little slack, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, if you got 10 months, you know, to, to make it, give yourself at least 10 months to, to, snap back to at least to a place where you have control over your body um but I also felt like I mean I I drew so much power from giving birth like it is such a beautiful thing to give birth and I think that um not enough of us females give ourselves like credit for how hard it is to to give birth and how it is just so instinctual for us to to do it um and uh, I drew a lot of inspiration from that in my training because it was like, I just freaking, you know, delivered that thing out of my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a human. <laughs> yes. And, and I was like, because people always ask me, like, you know, what's the hardest fight of your life? Labor is frick was, was, a, was a fight. You know, it was it was a battle and it was a journey. And I wanted to do it like I, I did it. Um, I did it naturally because I wanted to feel the pain. I wanted to get over that mountain. I wanted to to have, I wanted to be able to wear that badge of honor. So I think just kind of reversing the perception of of what my body had been through and, and the way I was looking at it versus like, oh, well, I'm never going to have my same body. It was like, well, I've, I've transformed into this uh, stronger, more beautiful woman because I became a mother and, you know, embracing my stretch marks and embracing, you know, the way that my body has changed as a, as a new chapter in my life. What happens if you get hurt? What happens if your daughter sees you get hurt? Um, and how do you cope with that? Or is that just not a fear that crosses your mind? My, my daughter's been to every single one of my fights since she's been born, um, up until this pandemic, um, Every single like my first fight back when um she was ten months I was still breastfeeding, and I remember <laughs> what I, wait what superwoman I'm incredible oh my I, gosh you know how like you sense your your body senses it right so I'm like in the back warming up and all of a sudden like the milk drops in my boobs and I'm like oh shit <laughs> I gotta feed her. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my husband bring her back and I fed her 
And then I went out and fought. A lot of people are like, why would you let your daughter do this? Why would I not? Like, this is my passion. And I've always been a person, a strong believer that, you know, actions speak louder than words. Like I can sit here and tell my daughter, never give up on your dreams. You know, go after it. Don't let people tell you you can't do this or do that. I can tell her this until I'm blue in the face, but it's not going to make a difference. If she sees me do it, yeah. That's a whole different story. I don't have mm-hmm. to tell her. She sees She sees me do it. She sees me put in the grind every day, day in, day out at the gym. She sees me come home looking crazy, get, waking up early and going to the gym, prepping the food, you know, coming home with black eyes and bruises. Um, and, you know, she's seen me beat up. She's seen me lose. And it was hard. It was hard for me to 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 let her see that. But what about her? What's her response when she sees right. you get hurt? I think she the first time she saw me, she was she was pretty young I would say she was probably like almost two not not quite two yet you know so she was just confused I, I, I think she um I, I I was fighting to defend from my belt and I I ended up getting punched in the last like 30 seconds of the the first round and immediately boom like my eye goes swells up to the point where I can't see anything oh my gosh so now I'm fighting out of desperation which is not a place that you want to fight from and I go into the second round and I can't see out of the side so I'm thinking Mm. I have to finish this fight soon because I lost sight of one of my eyes Mm. so I I go to take her down and and as I'm taking her down the girl jumps and grabs my neck and and puts me in a in a chokehold you know the room gets smaller I could feel blood dripping out of my nose um and and I just remember tapping, you know, and I, I, I wasn't physically hurt. I, my, I was heartbroken. I lost my, my belt. I lo- you know, in, in my family, all my family was there to watch it. So I was upset that I lost the fight. I didn't care about the black eye. I didn't care about, you know, any of the physical damage. And at that moment, I didn't want to see anybody. I wanted to be a sore loser. I wanted to be salty for a little bit. I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kick things around and be pissed off because I freaking lost. And right. I just remember being in, in the locker room and, and hearing a knock. And um, my mom comes in with my daughter on her hips. And my daughter's looking at me like so confused. And then I just started crying. Oh, <laughs> and she just like I'm just holding her on my lap, and I'm like I can't be I can't be selfish right now, you know, and she's just staring at me, and she doesn't know what, like she it's like she doesn't recognize me, and I was like, mommy's okay, like I had to tell her, baby, mommy's okay, this is gonna go away, I'm okay, you know, and she's just like touching my my face and trying Aww. to see if I was okay, and I was like. My heart hurts, but I'm okay and I will get better, you know? And sometimes, like, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose and you can't let that um, stop you from your dreams, you know? So I just told her, I said, I just got to get back in the gym and, and get better, you know? And she's that's, like, that's okay. Inspiring. It's inspiring. Um, what, about your, what about your mom? What about your mom's... Uh- that's the other thing. I mean, I, I'm imagining as a mother looking at her daughter, who I'm sure she knows that you're so capable, but just the fear of something actually happening to you. <laughs> I like I said, my mom's like hardcore Asian Asian lady, you know. So she's <laughs> she's she well, she's my hugest supporter, and uh, but also my biggest critic. Like she watches all of the lead up to the fight, and she's like, "Oh, Michelle, you know." She said she's going to beat you up. 
she said she said you cannot fight you don't know how to you know like she she definitely knows how to rally you up yeah rally up <laughs> say the wrong things sometimes where i'm just like mom who whose team are you on bro like, like <laughs> so um I, I do remember one of my fights. I, I got it. I, I was fighting and I broke my hand in the fight. And um, I mean, I ended up getting TKO'd, right? So we were. Wait, in, what is TK? What is TKO'd? Tapping okay. means you you forfeit, right? Yes. You so said tapping, tapping is like, okay. usually from a, like a submission or something. A okay. KO is when you're like out completely knockout, right? TKO oh. is technical knockout. So that's when the, the ref is like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> You means you would have continued, but he was like, you've had enough. I'm putting an end to this. Yes. The ref is like, we're going to save some of your brain cells, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what, you know, we're, we're scrapping and she's, she's going to town. And in my head, I'm like, okay, well, when she's done, it's going to be my turn. You know, like I I was like waiting for her to be done and she was never done. And so, (laughs) but I was I was deflated and I like I you know I held back my tears inside the octagon because I was trying to you know I, because my pride and my ego yeah. I didn't want to like break down but don't give her as, the satisfaction yes as, exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, as soon as we got into the hotel room um, I I just wanted a hug I just wanted to cry on my mother's shoulders and I, and, and a hug. I just, that's all I wanted from her. I just wanted her to be in my mommy for a second and give me a <laughs> hug. And I like started crying. I put my head on her shoulders and I was like, I just wanted to win. And she like pushes me back and sits me down on the couch. And she's like, no. And she, she pulls out her camera and starts taking pictures of me, beat up black eyes, busted lip, broken hand. And she's like, next time you remember, not get your ass beat like that. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> oh you know, I, but that like speaks to me. I mean, so much about you, I find really inspiring. And, and you're such like a human side to, of, you know, the, the sort of front facing bit of your sport. And I think, um, as a mom, like there's so many things that I want to unpack there. Cause it's on the one hand, Becoming a mom makes you so much stronger. It also reprioritizes everything and like puts everything in perspective. So fights that would have been devastating to you before or that like you would have felt a different way about before are in the perspective of like the grand meaning of your life that's so different now that you're a mom, right? And then on the flip side to having your your mom and your experience with her, it's so interesting because we we talk a lot about like wanting to raise really happy, really confident kids and what like what parenting strategies help you do that. And I always find it fascinating to hear from, you know, successful people what that what their relationships were like with their parents because it's not that it's always that you got from her what you thought you wanted, right? Like you wanted a <laughs> hug and you wanted to cry and like be salty for a second. And she, and she was like, no, no, like yeah. you're going to remember this and this is what's going to push you forward next time. And I just, I mean, I just find that so cool. And in some ways you got maybe the parenting you needed, not yeah. the parenting you wanted, which I mm-hmm. think is, you know, or or at very least she was doing the best she knew how. And that's part of becoming a confident mother too, is like, it's not always going to be perfect. There is mm-hmm. no perfect version of this, but how do you do it 
the right way for you and the right way for your kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I find myself because my daughter's in gymnastics, I'm super competitive, you know. So I find myself like, like, why aren't you like hyped up about this? Like, what you know, you should be practicing this and this and this and this and like trying to navigate my way through how to parent my daughter because yeah. I don't want to be like how my mom is to me. So I'm like, am I am I being my mom to my daughter right now? <laughs> like, what's going on? And, and so I have these like internal battles with myself on how. I should be how I can be the best mom in my daughter's competitive world. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? What's your recovery like? Like how much time does it do you allow before the next fight or does it depend on your injury? It definitely depends. And a lot of times the commission will give you, they, they basically like suspend you, but the, it's basically kind of like a bit of a cushion for mm-hmm. when the next time you can take your next fight, you know, a- after a really hard fought battle, I would say, um, it feels like you just got a, in the, from a car wreck, you know, like yeah. everything's hurt. You don't know why, because when you're in the fight, I mean, I guess it's kind of comparable to, you know, to labor as well. It's like your body just went through this very intense experience and and you go into the zone and, you know, because you have to get stuff done. So you don't feel the pain in that moment because you have an objective and you have a goal. But when all is said and done and all the lights are gone and the crowd is gone and you're no longer in the cage, your body feels it. You know, I would say probably a week of just recovering your your full. It really does depend, you know. Do you get like really upset? Like for me, I, I broke my ankle a week ago. Oh, and no. that's why I have my leg up here. And I'm super crazy competitive, not in the fighting way, but I did like – it was like dance and gymnastics, all that kind of stuff, and I'm, I'm very into fitness. And like the first thing that I got really – I'm like on the road. It was like the dumbest thing in the world. I'm going for a run, and I break my ankle, and a car like passed by. It was a whole long thing. I'm not going to I'm not gonna bore you with. But anyway, the first thing I, I'm like – I start crying, and this guy comes and picks me up, literally picks me up. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, and he's like, you don't look okay. I was like, I don't think I'm okay. <laughs> no. And so my ankle's like this. And then he's like, and I'm just like, I just, this is my like me time. And I get to go out for a run. And now I'm not going to be able to go run. And I have to take time off. And I'm like bawling, not because it really yeah. hurts, but because <laughs> I know in that moment, I mean, I've been, I started dancing when I was two, that this is the moment that I get, now I'm going to have to take time off. Yeah. And that's like what I get mad about. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this is my time that I get to go every single day and I get to train and focus and do this and like appreciate all the magic that the human body can like provide. And now I have to take, now I'm like, you know, in timeout basically. Yeah. Oh, I feel you, girl. <laughs> and it, it, like, you know, it's funny because I had a fight scheduled so my hand was broke. Long story short, it broke three more times after that in the same spot. So oh here I gosh. am trying to get get back into the fight game. And I'm in it every time I'm like super close, it takes me right out. It takes mm-hmm. me right out. And I, I, same thing. I'm not pissed because it hurts. I'm pissed because it it is putting a hamper on my plan. Yes. It is I'm inconvenient. Like, that wasn't in the plan. Okay. Exactly. Uh, so damn you body for being a body and not being superhuman so it's it's kind of like that it's like you know like um when it rains it pours right and so i remember my hand broke and i was pissed my fight got canceled you know i'm here having to pay medical bills versus getting paid for what i'm trying to do my husband's working extra hours 
I'm so upset about this. And, and I'm like, oh, like I can't do anything now because my hand's broken. And then I freaking blow my knee out. And then I really can't do anything. And I think it just put into perspective for me, though, because like in the long scheme of things, when my hand was broken, there were things that I could have done that I didn't because I was feeling sorry for myself. That when my knee broke, it was like, oh, you really can't do anything. And so it was like, for me, it was kind of like an eye opener to say, if you can't do something, try to figure out, try to look at the glass half full, mm-hmm. you know, in, in all situations. Okay, you know, your hands broke, work on this hand. Because I wasn't, I was just, oh, I can't. And so it, it, it was an excuse for me to like, stop eating healthy, stop training, stop, you know, this and this and this. But I shouldn't have let that be an excuse. I should have just figured out a way to do something else, you know. Wow. Oh, my God. You know, and so so does your daughter, does she fight as well? Have you put her in fighting? You know, she was doing it for a little bit, but um, I didn't want it to turn into something that I was forcing her to do. And I didn't want her to be overwhelmed with a lot of different activities. Mm-hmm. I, I would have rather her do something that she loves and is passionate about and to go all in with that. Um, and so she was in M- MMA, but she was doing MMA and Girl Scouts and gymnastics and in school and all these things. And I just seen her getting burnt out. I'm like, she's seven years old. She shouldn't be getting burnt out, you know? So um, I, I let her stop. And right now she's just, she does gymnastics and she does gymnastics three days a week, three hours out of those, you know, those days. And she's, she's competitive. So she's, um, she's on a team mm-hmm. and, I, I let her be competitive with that. And, you know, if we'll, we'll be behind her, I will get her in martial arts so that she has body awareness so that she has confidence in high pressure situations mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and that will come. But right now she's, it's, it's, she's not interested. So I'm not going to force her to do it. That's that amazing. again, that is the benefit that I've seen from it with my own kids, admittedly the very beginning parts of it. But, um, in between all of your crazy training and your mothering and everything else that's on your plate, when you find five minutes to relax, what do you like to do? I, um, <laughs> there's, you know, I guess there's a couple of different things that I like to do. Um, I like to, um, I have a planner and it's kind of like a, it's like a planner slash diary. So, um, within my planner, I can like you know, write down my thoughts, I can decorate it, I can organize my my schedule. It's like scrapbooking, but I, I like to plan, I guess. Um, <laughs> I love to cook. Um, I love to watch uh, Survivor. Love it. I love that you're relaxing is like making a plan. <laughs> that so That's good. Like, when you asked me that, I was so... like, this, does this count? I don't know. <laughs> it does. No, I, by the way, it is extremely cathartic to actually have the 10 minutes you need to write down your lit, like the to-do list that you know you're trying to constantly remember in your brain and it's escaping you and to just give your life a little order. One thing I'm finding is that happy people and people who I feel like are fully rising to their potential and fully making the most of each day, it's not by accident. Like they they plan for that. You know, they they do. They set these plans in, in motion. And I think that little bit of discipline, which it clearly – martial arts has been able to, has been a big part of giving that to you is, is a really valuable lesson in that. And wait, last question for you, because we meant to ask you before you've said you want to be the first champion. Who's also a mom. So why is that so important to you? Because I know it can be done. And I know so many mothers who are so 
strong and driven. And I, I know a lot of them who have selflessly given up their dreams to, to be, to be mothers. And I guess I just want to kind of remind them all that you can do both. I love that. So we like to ask our guests to share a favorite thing. Oh, well, I have, I guess I have two. My Vitamix. Ah, <laughs> yes. I love a Vitamix. Love a Vitamix. And I just, um, I've never had a new car before. And my husband got me a new car for uh, Mother's Day this year. Ah. And I'm so in love with it. Um, so it's the, the Kia Telluride. And it's like a, it's so funny the things I get excited about. I'm like, it's third row. It has extra space for all my stuff. Like we can bring all the, <laughs> can bring the dog. You know, it's my favorite part of it is that when you go in the back, you just have to hit a button and the, the thing goes up. And I can get my groceries and I hit a button, it goes down. And I don't so know good. why I get so excited about that, but I do. No, I'm with you. That touch start, the like button that does the thing for you. I'm with you. <laughs> that is, that is, when your hands are full, there's nothing better. There is nothing better than not having to close the trunk yourself. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, you, Thank you so much for your time and your stories. This <laughs> it's is really fun good. chatting. Yay! Uh, Michelle. Michelle, 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 you are a badass. I love everything that we talked about today. I think her message about being able to go after the dreams that we have, regardless of how, you know, in some ways unconducive they are to everything else we've got going on and being able to share that drive and that resolve with your kids is such a, it's, it's a privilege and it's such a cool thing to get to hear from her about, um, about the the journey she's been on, about the way that she's been able to pursue being at the top of her field uh, and being able to be the mother that she wants to be and bringing that sort of message of self-reliance and discipline and excitement and passion and just like humanity to to her role as a mom. Yes. Thank you, Michelle, for coming on and talking to us. Very inspiring. I loved what you were talking about with your daughter about how she has to find her own passion and, and really allowing her not just to be a strong woman in terms of of finding her physicality and herself, you know, her body awareness and everything, but also doing that in a way that is particular and individual to her. Um, cause she was able to do that. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. We've talked before about how it's important to show your kids when you struggle. It's important to show your kids when you have an emotional feeling, like when you know, you're know you crying or you're upset or you're really happy, like to show them the range of human emotions and to know that that perfect isn't the goal. And, you know, I think there are lots of people who would question showing, you know, your kids you getting in a fight or like you, you know, obviously it's her career, so it's different, but like, you know, f- would want to shield their kids from that, that it's a scary scene. I'm sure even her describing it, I was tearing up about it because it, it, it made me sad to think about how, how scary that must've been for, for everyone. And at the same time, I'm sitting here thinking, this is her career. It's a place where she feels hugely skilled. It's a passion she's devoted her whole life to. And how cool to be able to share with her child the product of that labor. And to, for her child also to see, like, yeah, you're going to get smacked down sometimes. Like, life sucks sometimes. There are going to be things that are challenging or that don't go the way you want sometimes. And you pick yourself up and you mm-hmm. move on from that. And I thought that was really inspiring. You're absolutely right. That is the message. And now it's time for our favorite things. <laughs> time for our favorite scene. Yes! So I feel like I've been spending a lot of time with my computer recently. <laughs> um, like I never 
never have before. Uh, my my Zooms, my work, my everything. So um, I decided it was time to treat myself to a little something better than the usual black laptop case that I'd been using that I feel like we all, you know, buy at the same store. And I found in a website search this awesome leopard. Of oh, leopard. that's fabulous. Isn't it fabulous? It makes me smile every time I see it. This leopard it's computer so case. so fabulous. It's a really fun case. It has all the nice padding in it. It's by a company called Woof, W-O-U-F, which I've never heard of before. They also make it in white, which I thought was super chic, but that was on back order. So I got the black and I'm very happy about it. So if you're spending a lot of time with your technology like I am, they also have it in like in a tablet case. They have a pencil case for your kids on their Zoom school. So just thought it was a little something fun to perk up your desk. I love that. I'm actually going to go on to the same theme as yours, oh, but in a different way. Watch what I do right now. So I don't know about you guys, but like my screen time is way up in quarantine, like mm-hmm. way up. I'm somebody, I don't love technology. I use my phone purely for work. If you, any of you guys are my friends, I'm like, you know, you, you know that I love you and I may not be the most like communicative person in the world. Um, but in quarantine, I've had to shift my ways and I've noticed that my eyes start bothering me. Ah. And it's also... It's also, you know, when you're pregnant, your eyes get worse. And now I'm in the transition where they're supposedly supposed to get better by the time the baby's six months old. At least that's been my experience and what I've been told with all their million children I already have. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I'll just kind of get dizzy sometimes. And I notice that it's like if I'm looking at the screen for long periods of time, which I have to because it's my job, you know. Um, So somebody recommended to me and I haven't tried them yet, but I'm very excited about them the more that I research them on the phone, which is perpetually causing me problems. How about that? Um, Is these uh, blue light blocking glasses. Oh, yes. And they have them on Amazon. I got some for the kids that are going to come too because they're obviously going to school with iPads, which is, again, driving me nuts. And then just because I wanted to like cover all my bases, even though I can't drive right now because I broke my right ankle, which um, now I'm truly stuck in quarantine. I can't even drive away from where I live. I'm like, I have to have my husband drive, which always drives me crazy um, and gets us into like bickering, is there's night driving glasses that are yellow. And I'm somebody that like, I mean, I I don't wear glasses for, for distance, but when I'm driving at night and the light is, you know, at you, it um of the other cars, it bothers me. It's mm-hmm. not a thing I can't see, but it definitely does bother me. So I'm excited to to try these yellow ones. So I've got blue light canceling light blocking glasses, and I've got yellow ones. Well, I love it. The rainbow. It's not. They're not as they're not as sexy as your case. You know, as your as your amazing like you know case. But I just um, love but, a know. leopard. I don't know why. I like the Jersey in me just can't. The Jersey I, plus Staten what? Island in me can't leave the leopard alone. I love it. I would it. say at least three percent of my closet is leopard. So I'm right there with you. I'm so glad it's the best neutral. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check us out next week and find us on all different places that we are we are ready and, and waiting for you, like Instagram and Facebook and all sorts of places. Email us, mombrainpod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group original production.